probably should have went a different direction than what I'm going this morning, but I felt like this is where the Lord wanted me to go. Uh, and the reason we talk about these that we've talked about this morning is because they have taken time out of their life to pour into us and and we remember those people who pour into our lives, those who take time and, and, and give to us. And uh, I think sometimes in the world we live in, people that stop and give and pour into us are becoming less and less because we're so busy. And I'm going to start this morning on a series, and the name of the series is Addicted to Busy. And uh, I think sometimes we think, well, pastor just wants us to come to church, and he wants us to not be so busy so that we can come be part of the things that he wants us to be part of, and that may be true. But I don't want to speak into your life over these next few weeks. I really want the Lord to speak into your life and for you to look into what he has to say to you through the light of his word. And so I want you just, just as we start this morning, I want you to just say, God, whatever you want to say to me, I want to hear what you want to say into my life and to my family's life. Because it's, it's these things, it's, it's, it's resting in God, it's having time to do the ministry that he wants us to do, and, and doing those things that's going to make all the difference in the end. So let's all stand and honor God's word. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 2. I want you to see what, Jesus, what God has to say here. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. But the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And I just want us to know this morning, I want you to think about this. If it's important for an almighty God who has boundless strength and boundless resources to rest, then isn't it important for us to rest? And I just want us to think about that this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we ask that you would just come and have your way this morning. I pray that you would just speak into our heart, Father, and just, just help us to see things like you see them. Help us to be honest with our life. Help us to see where maybe the world's ideas of things are creeping into, into our life. And help us just to, just to be honest and say, God... What do, you want me, what do you want this to look like in my life? And Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is, or this is the second day of a three-day weekend. And uh, as you, I was going into stores and stuff over the last few days, people say, well, have a good weekend. Have a good Memorial Day. And, and we have a, many of you tomorrow will have a day off. A day off. And yet, what does everybody say to you when they know you have a day off? What are you doing on your day off? What are you going to do on your day off? Well, that seems like the wrong thing to say to me. If you have a day off, then you don't do anything. 
But we're so messed up and so mixed up in the world that we live in that if we have a day off, we want to go do something. Resting is come to be something in our society that we just don't even think about doing anymore. A few weeks ago, Cindy and I went on vacation, and on our vacation, I mean, I'm preaching to myself, on our vacation, we worked on our house, because we're trying to get our house done. But we thought, you know, if we're going to take a week off from church, uh, a couple of weeks off from church, we need to at least have a few days where we rest. And so we went up and, and went up to the lake for three days. And the first day, we kind of went shopping a little bit. And the second day, it started raining outside. And Cindy goes, I just, I just don't want to do anything. And I said, okay. And I mean, we did nothing for the entire day. I mean, nothing but loaf and nap and snack and nap and nothing. And I'm going to tell you, it took me to noon to get through the guilt of thinking I, I should be doing something. I'm, I'm not kidding. Anytime we stop and, and I'm thinking, man, what could I, I, I could have been working on the house today. I could, have, I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that. And by the end of the day, Cindy was like, man, that was just what we needed. That was, she said, this is one of the best days I've had in a long time. And I mean, just to unplug and not think. I didn't have to preach the next day. And so about half the day I felt guilty. And the other half of the day I was regenerating and feeling good. But I got to thinking, when is the last time that I just didn't do anything? And I think that as we start through this, I'm not so much talking about the importance of Sunday or anything like that. But I want to talk about the importance of Sabbath about the importance of resting, about the importance of just being still, about the importance of resting and letting God speak to us. And when you talk to people about Sabbath and things like that, you say, oh, pastor, you just want people to come to church and things like that. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you if, you, if you talk to people, though, uh, and, and this is what I do, this is, this is the living that the, the Lord has, has placed in my life. And sometimes I see people and they haven't been in church in a while. And I say, you know, we've been missing you at church and I hope that everything's okay. And, and are you doing all right? And you know what they say most of the time? Most of the time they say the truth. They tell me the truth. And they'll say, we're just too busy. We are too busy. And it shouldn't hurt my feelings because the truth of the matter is they're telling other people they're too busy too. There's always somebody asking you to do something and, and, and we're too busy. And what they're saying is, I have more things in my life than I can possibly do. It, it really means that they truly cannot do all the things that they feel like they have to and get it done and still go to church. And the truth is, we are too busy. And we shouldn't feel bad about, I shouldn't feel bad about them telling me that because that's what they're telling other people too. I can't do this, I'm too busy. I can't do that, I'm too busy. And people turn down things all the time because they are too busy. And we are a culture of, of where we wear busy as a badge of honor. If, if, if we want to be busy, we, we look down at people who aren't busy. We make fun of people who stop in the middle of the day and take a nap. Do you know anyone who takes a nap? Man, I wish I could. I would love to be a nap taker. I would, I would love to take a nap. My old dad, I'm telling you what, every day that we worked, 
my dad, we would come in, we would eat lunch, and my dad would lay down and he would just nap. And he was a power napper. He could go to sleep immediately. And he would sleep and he could wake up in like 15 minutes and he'd be like, ah, and I'd be like, how do you do that? If he had a superpower, it would be napping. I mean, he could just nap. But we, we, we make fun of people who take naps. We make fun of people who, who aren't busy all the time. They're, somehow or another, they are, they are doing less and, and they're inferior because they, they aren't having the full experience of life. They're lazy. And we're teaching our kids the same lesson. We're teaching them that you must be part of every activity that everybody's part of or you're going to miss out on something. And I have two things that I want you to remember this morning. I just have two points this morning that I want you to do. I want you to remember. And I think it's part of the reason that we are this way. The first one is that God has created in us this creative nature. If, if we look in Genesis, God created for six days and then he said, hey, look, I better stop. I better stop. I, I've created for six days and, and I think I need to stop. There's a time when you need to stop creating and start resting and enjoying what you created. I think God knew within himself, you know, look, if I keep on going, I'll just keep going because I like it. And we're that way. And I think, I think he's an example for us because when we get started creating, we like to create. We like to just keep going. We like to create. We love to do things. That is in us. And, and the word says that we are created in God's image. And so it is in us to create things. But Satan always perverts the good things that God puts in us. We have this ability to create, and Satan wants to pervert it to where that's all we want to do is create. God gave us all kinds of gifts. Sex is a great gift, but, God, but Satan perverts it. It's, it's given to us as something great, but Satan perverts it. We have work, and work is good, and God gives us that, but Satan will take it and pervert it. And so anything that God gives us, Satan wants to pervert it. And so God has given us this ability to create things until the place that we want to do it all the time. We don't want to rest. We don't want to take a day off. All we want to do is create. And this gift is from God, but Satan perverts it until it controls us. And it is in us to create. We want to build. And when I look around, I see that that, that is in us. I, I look at this church and it's, it was in someone's mind and then all of a sudden it is. And you see houses and, and it was in someone's mind and then they, they figured out, how do I put it together? Cars and, and computers and all those things. When I look at those things, I think God has put within us this thing to create. Business people have the ability to create businesses and we love to create things. We like to create wealth. We want to create wealth so that we can have security. And so people work and work and work to create financial security so they won't have to worry about money. People create, and this is a big thing now, is to create memories and experiences. People love to create parties and events to help create memories. I was at a graduation yesterday, a wonderful time where we, where we celebrated the fact that Brooke made it through school. No one in the room thought she would, but she did. I'm just kidding. But we had a great day. But it becomes, and it can become, to where that's all we want to do is to create and, and, and create memories and things for our kids. We, and we want to create good kids. We want to create kids who obey and who have good manners. 
We want to create kids who are good at hitting and throwing and catching and basketball shooting and things like that. And the problem is that our desire to create has began to overcome us. We become consumed with creating. We try to create security, and so we keep working to create it. We become obsessed with our hobbies, and we become obsessed with every waking moment of working to make ourselves better at something. Parents seek to create world-class athletes out of their children. And I understand that we want to create these things. And we buy things that help us to create and we practice and we pay for lessons and we give time and treasure to create wealth and security and appearances. And God put within us this idea, this desire and ability to create. But you do, do you really believe that he wanted this creation within us to consume us? We work our bodies into an unhealthy state trying to create wealth. And it leaves us worn out and we're unable to enjoy our families because our body is in pain and it's tired. Parents are too tired to play with their kids because they've worked all day trying to create wealth so that they'll be secure. I know because uh, I don't remember much and my kids don't remember much of me the first few years of their life. I just worked all the time trying to create security. And I was so tired, I didn't want anything to do with them when I got home. All I wanted to do was sleep. And I was just wore out trying to create what I thought they needed. And it consumed me. And it, and it was not good for me. I was wanting to sleep all the time, and it was just awful. And you ever notice that Satan does everything he can to get us so busy that we don't have time for the things that we need to. He, he, he gets us busy in, in our homes. He, he makes us tired to where we, when, we're, when we're together, we're so tired we don't even have time to talk. We don't want to talk. Our, our marriages, when we, when, we, uh, when we get home, we're too tired to be intimate anymore. I was listening to a, a lady this week on, on, uh, on the radio and she said it's an interesting fact that when we're dating, when a couple is dating, that Satan will do everything he can to get them intimate before they're married. And then after they're married, Satan will do everything he can to keep them apart. And I had never thought of that before, but that's what Satan does. And so when we're, when we're working and working and working, we're tired and we don't want, we don't, we're not able to bring to the marriage the things that we need to do. And God said it's, it's really good for us to just take a day off. We need a day off. But what do people say on your day off? What are you doing on your day off? We just need a day off. We need it to, uh, to stop. And God said, you know, it'd be really good if one day a week... You just stop. But we don't because of the second thing that I want you to remember today. We feel like somehow or another, if we take a day off, we're going to miss out on something. Or that our kids are going to be missing out on something. I think a huge temptation for kids and parents in this world we live in is that we believe 
that somehow or another, if my kid's not part of everything, or my family's not part of everything, or if we're not doing everything that comes down the pike, that somehow or another, we're going to miss out on something. Somehow or another, that I have kept my kid from something that he needs to have, and somehow or another, I'm a bad parent because my kid's going to be missing out on this. And I want you to know that that was the very first temptation back in the garden. That is the very first temptation. Satan said to Eve, if you, don't, don't you know that if you, if you eat this, that you're going to be like God? And what he was saying is, you're missing out on something. You're missing out. If you, if you would eat this, then you would be like God. God's trying to keep you from knowing who I am. God's trying to keep you from something. And when you feel that way in your life, I want you to know this so that when it happens, you can hear it and you can sense it because we come, become so desensitized to uh, Satan that we can't hear him anymore. But when you feel like I might be, my, my family might be missing out on something, my kids might be missing out on something, I want you to know that that is the old whisper of the Satan from way back in Genesis. That I might miss out on something. You better do this now. You're going to miss out. Do you really think that God would keep you from anything that's good? But we don't want to miss out on anything. And I got to, I got to uh, thinking about that. And, 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 and do you think that God would ever say, you know, I have this great thing for your family, but I'm just going to let you miss out on it. God's not that way. God wants every good thing for you. Everything that your family needs, God wants for you, and we'll be sure that you get it. And many kids today are, are so busy not missing out on what the world has to offer that they miss out on what God has to offer. You ever thought about that? They're so busy taking in everything that the world has to And I'm not talking about bad things. I'm not talking about immoral things. I'm talking about good things that there's nothing morally wrong with them. But they so consume their life that they have no time to take in what God has for them. And I think most, th- most kids are missing out on even just being kids. And I'm just kind of defining the problem this morning. I'm just trying to help us see the problem that most people in our culture don't see busy as a problem. It's a way of life. The more you do, the more you explore, the more you see, the more you're a part of, the more experiences you have, the more things you can put on the Facebook so that everybody else can look and see all the things that you're doing. You can see that you're not missing out on anything. And I believe that social media has helped enhance this feeling that Satan wants to put in our life that we're missing out. How many times have you looked on Facebook and seen somebody doing something and go, well, how come I don't get to do that? They're out flying everywhere and doing everything and they got this and got, how come we don't have that? How come I don't do that? How come our family isn't doing that? We're missing out. Do you see the temptation that is there? And it's so real for us. And if you don't believe it, watch TV. Watch TV. If you ever watch advertisements, I remember when I was little, I was watching TV and there was some sort of something or another. I don't know what it was, but it says, you got to call before midnight tonight. And I was like, we got to, we got, we got, we got to get on there and buy that thing because after midnight, we will never be able to buy this again. And the next day, same commercial. Midnight tonight. I was like, oh, praise God. They've given us one more day. Dad, we got one more chance. 
And if you, and if you read, I mean, advertisers know how we are. There's just a limited quality, quantity of these things. I mean, they're, they're after, and when they're gone, they're gone. You can't, and when we hear that, we go, I've got to get this thing. I don't need it, but I've got to get it because if I don't, I'll miss out. And the, oh, I, went, I went to the Orshland the other day. I'll tell you what, that place, I like going there. But I went in there and I looked at, I looked at this ad and they had oil on sale for $2 a quart. And that's when I buy it. And I went back there and I got me a, boy, I got me a whole case of it. And I would pack that thing all the way to the front. She rang that thing up and it had 12, I think there was 12 cans in there. 12 cans, that's how old I am. 12 bottles of oil in there. And it rang up like 40 bucks. And I was like, come again? I said, this stuff's $1.99. Well, that was for like a 15-minute sale. And, and I read the thing, and it was like a three-hour sale. And I was what? I was like, what? Come on, man, do me a solid. And let me, no. You missed out. Doggone it. You know, that's the way we are. Oh, I did miss out. But we don't want to miss out. We don't want to miss out. Well, my kid's playing ball, and we, don't want your, we wouldn't want your kid to miss out. Well, my kid's, you know, taking tap dance lessons, and we wouldn't want your kid to miss out on that. We're making baskets today, and everybody's doing it, and we wouldn't want you to miss out. And if you do miss out, you're bad parents. Do you ever feel that way? I'm, gonna tell, I'm just telling you, and I'm exaggerating this stuff, but I want to tell you, parents, today... That's from Satan. That's the old voice back in the Garden of Eden. Hey, Eve, you're missing out. And I just want to warn you, when that comes in, be careful. You need to have your ears on and your antennas up and say, you know what? That doesn't make me a bad parent. That just means that I may just have too many things to do. And you know what? If you say no to some things, you know who's going to notice? Nobody. You know why? Because they're so busy, they don't even know that you're even around. I remember, I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I just, I just didn't want to play football anymore. I didn't want to play football anymore. And I decided I'm not going to play football anymore. I don't want to play anymore. So I called my coach and I said, look, I'm not going to play football anymore. Oh, what? What? How come you're not going to play? I just don't want to play anymore. I just want to play basketball. It's all I want to do. I don't really like football. It's not that much fun to me. I just, I just don't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it. My mom and dad was like, oh, yay. There's <laughs> one more thing we don't have to do. I remember the most beautiful thing that Luke, my son Luke ever said to me was, I don't want to play baseball this summer. Oh, Yes, I don't have to sit out in the hot or anymore. You just didn't want to play anymore. And we said, fine, that's great. Whatever you want to do. And I called, called my coach. And I said, I ain't going to play football. I don't want to play football anymore. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Had two or three of my friends call. How come you're not going to play football? I just don't want to play football anymore. And you know what? They just, they just went right on without me. They didn't cancel the season or anything. It was almost like they didn't need me at all. They went ahead and did whatever they were going to do and I went ahead and had a ball that fall, did, hunted and fished and did whatever I wanted to do and had time with my family. And I'm not saying these things are bad, but I'm saying there's a time for everything. And in your life, 
you're going to have to get some rest. And God says you have to. You need to. And I don't know what God's wanting to do over these next few weeks. We're going to kind of unpack some of this stuff here a little bit more. I'm just telling you a few things I want you to kind of just have your ears up and listening for. And we're going to unpack and see how maybe we can unclutter our lives a little bit. But I just want you this morning to just be listening. I want you to start listening as, as things start to push into your life. Say, is this, is this God or is this Satan? Is this something I really need to do? Or is this Satan saying, you're just, and him just trying to clutter and fill your life up to where you have no time for anything else? I just want you to listen and to hear this morning. Let's all stand. I want to invite you back this evening. Uh, we were in staff meeting this week, and I know that it's Memorial Day weekend, and we got a lot of people gone vacationing and doing things like that, and that's great, and we want people to enjoy that. But we thought maybe tonight would be a good time just to fellowship. And so we're going to have, we've got hamburgers we're going to grill, and hot dogs we're going to grill, and cheese, and chips, and we want you to, if you could bring desserts, that'd be great. We've got pop and all the other stuff, but if you could bring like individually wrapped chips and desserts and stuff like that, we're just going to play games and just fellowship together. We're going to relax and rest together. And so we want to invite you to come and be part of that. I want to pray for you. Also, want to remind, I remembered one thing. I want to remind you, and I don't think, I don't think Cousin Kelsey knew this. If you, if you heard the prices for kids' camp, for the kids camp the church pays half of that and i don't think we told kelsey that and so if you have a kid that's going to camp uh that price that was quoted half of that is what you pay and so we want to remind you that let's pray this morning father we love you so much and we just ask today that you would just come and continue to speak into our lives not just this morning but father i pray in the weeks to come as Satan would seek to come in and fill up our lives with stuff that doesn't matter. And Father, there's things that you want us to be part of. There's activities that, that are for us. And, and, and Father, those things are fine and good if they're what you want us to do. But Father, help us not to just fill up our lives because we don't want to miss out on something. Because Father, we are, if we're following you, we're never going to miss out on anything that we need to be part of. And Father, I pray today that you would just give us your ears in your eyes, and help us to see and hear and help us to make decisions based on what you say is part needs to be part of our life. And Father, we ask these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a loved one that we mentioned...